Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. I will worship you with all of my 
Amen. You may be seated. That would have, would have been a good one for us to have had a praise team here and sing that first, right? <laughs> I'd like to have that. I hope we're able to have some leaders of our music before too long. But right now we don't have that. Freddie, would you lead us in our opening prayer, please? Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray and thank you for letting the people that are here today be here. Lord, just be with us when, we, when the pastor's given in this sermon today. I just pray, dear Lord God, that it touches each and every one of our hearts that are having the fire. Dear Lord God, I pray for all the people that are on, on the church's prayer list, dear Lord God. And a special prayer, dear Lord, goes out from Ukraine and the people there. Yes, Father. I pray that you be with us, dear Lord God, and protect us. And keep us away from harm like what's going on there. I pray and ask these things in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, Frank, do we have some updates this morning that we need to talk about? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, not really new updates. I know George is back. I hope you're feeling better, George. Freddie's back, you know, he's had this thing for a while, and, uh, and Rose, and of course Rose, she's always back. <laughs> anyway, I really don't have anything new, but uh, I would like to make sure that everybody's praying about the, the war going on around Russia, that's a, that's a big thing, um, and Ukraine, of course, and um, there's always going to be wars, so uh, we need to pray for that. Thank you. By the way, our sponsoring church in Brian. Arkansas has a missionary in Ukraine and we haven't heard from them so be praying for them hopefully they're all right uh, you got the report that I sent out about uh, uh, what one of the missionaries and actually a group of missionaries with him are doing to help people during this crisis providing food providing uh, different things for them uh, I'm sorry, a lot of eggs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julie could attest to that. She knows what eggs are. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, it's a very serious situation over there. And uh, we need to remember uh, the people that are involved in it. Uh, I got an uh, email about their president I, uh, of, of the Ukraine now. And I'm, I'm not very enthused with him. I don't think he's uh, a very good person. But we've got Christians in the Ukraine. And we don't want people to think about our country based on what one or more of our leaders are doing. If we were in crisis, we would want them to pray for us because of the crisis that we were in, right? Amen. And we need to pray for the Ukrainians because of the crisis that they're in, good Christian people, they're trying to reach other Ukrainians with the gospel of Christ. And this war may be hindering, but this war may be an inroads for them to reach people that they couldn't reach 
otherwise. Did you ever think about that? A God is the God of all. And as we read about this morning in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's life, we know that God puts rulers over countries, and sometimes it may be the most base of individuals. That's what it says. But, we need to pray that God might be recognized and God might have victory in all that goes on. So anyway, uh, just that. Any other uh, updates this morning before we go on to our next hymn? Well, it sort of goes along with what we're talking about right now. God will make a way. Let's stand together as we sing this hymn.
may be seated. Consider your faith part two today as we have our last message from the book of Haggai. It's been an interesting series of messages for me to compile and I hope it's been something good for you as we've listened to some of the things that have happened to the Israelites as they came back from captivity, as they are back in their land. And remember, Jerusalem was completely destroyed. The temple was no more. The walls around the city have been broken down. And the people came back to that particular thing. And so God has called them then to build the temple. And as they came back, they had laid the foundation, but that's all they did. And then as Haggai comes upon the scene, we find him admonishing the people to go ahead and build this temple. And they've gone back to work. And by the time we come to today's message, they're well on their way to getting this temple reconstructed. We're going to read again verses 20 through 23. In Haggai chapter 2. Where it says the word of the Lord came to Haggai the second time on the 24th day of the month. On the second time on the 24th day of the month. Tell Zerubbabel, governor of Judea, that I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overthrow royal thrones and shatter the power of foreign kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and their drivers. Horses and their riders will fall, eased by the sword by his brother. On that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, declares the Lord, and I will make you like the signet ring, for I have chosen you declares the Lord Almighty. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today as we read your scriptures and understand your words that we're able to comprehend what you were doing in Haggai's day and with Zechariah. And Father, I pray that you would help us today that we might understand more clearly the message that you want us to see the things that we need to have in our hearts and our lives, that we might be better servants for you and that we might be used of you and your Holy Spirit might flow through us, that we might reach others and that we might see your kingdom grow. We pray your blessings on our church. Be with those that are not with us today. You know the hindering cause and we know that we still have sickness. 
we pray that you would be with Sonny and his family and others that are not able to be with us today because of sickness. But Father, we thank you for those that are able to be with us today. And again, we praise you and honor you for what you've done in our lives and the lives of others. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, this morning as we go through this, we're going to skip down now past where we had gotten to last week in talking about this particular subject. Consider your faith part two is what we're looking at today. And in verse 22, notice that again. Notice the prophecy that's given here. He says, I will overturn royal thrones and shatter the powers of the foreign kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and their drivers. Horses and their riders will fall. And by the sword of his brother, Now here God speaks of a time that is yet future. Yet future to Zerubbabel. Yet future to the people of Judah that were living there at that particular time. They knew according to the prophecy of Daniel that the Persians would remain in power over them for a period of time. Remember now, the Persians had come and conquered Babylon. And they had released the Israelites to return back to their homeland if they wanted to. Now not near all of them came back. But a remnant, and this is what they're called in the scriptures, a remnant, a part of them, did make that journey back to Jerusalem to Judea and it's this remnant now that Haggai is speaking to and encouraging now <clears throat> these individuals that he's talking to here today would not live to see these prophecies fulfilled in fact we haven't seen them fulfilled today it's yet future to us as well. God is speaking of the end time. When the Antichrist is going to reign upon this earth. And the Antichrist is going to come with great power. Great influence. And he's going to unite the whole world under his authority under his rule it's going to be a worldwide kingdom like we saw with Babylon like we saw with Greece like we saw with Rome those are the three worldwide kingdoms that are in the past and the Antichrist is going to have another one now will we have someone else that will come before the Antichrist and have a worldwide kingdom I don't really think so. I think the next worldwide kingdom we're going to see on this earth is going to be by the Antichrist. But regardless, God is going to have the final say. Just like He has told Nebuchadnezzar, He rules in everything. He has the authority, not the Antichrist. And 
the Antichrist is going to be able to be there just for a period of time. And when his time is over, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return. And he's going to triumph over the Antichrist. And he's going to establish as well a worldwide kingdom. And that kingdom is going to last indefinitely for all the future. And so that defeat of the Antichrist is something that we can look forward to. It's going to happen. Now there's a lot of things that are going to go on between now and then. I'm not going to cover all of those this morning. My message is not going to detail the millennial kingdom, but just to say that that's the next thing after the Antichrist comes that Haggai is talking about here. Now you might ask, if these people that are living at that period of time are not going to see these things happen, why does God tell them about them? What benefit is there to them for this prophecy? Well, what benefit does it have for us today? I might ask that because it still hasn't come to pass, has it? Now, the book of Revelation is other scriptures that are yet future. Now what benefit do we get from Revelation? Well, I can tell you today, there is a lot of benefit for God's people as we look at prophecy, as we see what God is going to do in the future, because it tells us He's in control. It tells us what's going to happen to this world. It tells us to beware of false prophets. It tells us to look at what God says is important. So we need to take God's word at heart. God wanted them to realize and know that He is, he is sovereign. He's in control. He was then as he brought them back out of captivity, that had been something that had been prophesied prior to that time. That they were going to be released. That they were going to be able to go back to their homeland. And some of them were looking forward to that. Now remember as we're talking about this and as these people have come back, some of these people that came back were born in Babylon. They didn't know what things were like in Judea, in Jerusalem, in the past, except what their parents had told them. And so they did know, however, that God was predicting, God was prophesying, God was telling them that they are going to be going back to their homeland. And they wanted to go back, even though they hadn't been there before because their parents had told them about their homeland and this was God's land for them that He had given to them. They simply needed to trust the Lord and depend on Him. Now things are rapidly changing in our world today. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. 
in the U.S. Presidents, Congress, the Supreme Court continue to pass legislation that hinders and restricts the Lord's work. And I think that's going to continue until the end. And the liberties that we have had in the past are going to be diminished. That's something that I think we can see from Scripture as well. Christians are a small minority in the whole world. There are seven billion people in the world that we live in today. And we don't make up the major part of it. I think many times we've looked at ourselves as being the majority. And we're not. But we see things that are going on in our day and time right now that I think depicts things that are going to set the road, set the tone for the end time, such as things that are going on in the Ukraine today. But we must not lose heart in our God. We must not be discouraged even if things come to us here in Panama. Even if we have hard times here. I don't know where that's going to happen, but it very well may. It could. I sure hope that Russia doesn't come and invade Panama. But, whatever happens in the future, God is in control. We need to keep that in mind. We need to know that. And although our world may reject Jesus Christ, they may not recognize Him as sovereign over all. He remains in complete control. He remains in complete control. Nothing is out of His hands. And then secondly, not only do these people need to understand that God was in complete control, but the people needed to be reminded that God would not fail. You see, as they were building that temple, they needed the encouragement to know that God was in control in everything. And that He was going to help them get the job done that He had assigned to them. Now what, God, uh, what job has God given us? Well, I don't see us out here laying stone to build a temple. That's not what He's called us to do, is it? But we're still called to build His kingdom. We're still called upon to be a witness to those that are around us. We need to fill God's house. I'd like to see us have every seat filled in here and not room for anyone else and us have to buy more chairs and crowd our seating like it used to be. This social distancing can disappear if we have enough people here to fill this house. That's what's happened in Delega. At the church there, they're not dealing with social distancing anymore with their seating. They did at the first, but now that they've had a lot more people to come, their seating 
people like we used to, fairly close together. We can put, Frank, 120 people in here. That's a lot more than what we've got this morning, isn't it? Now, when we get up to around 100, I'm going to tell you this, we're going to start looking for another place. Because when we get up to around 100, we're going to have most of our seats filled. The new seats as well, I'm talking about. And so we're going to need more room. Maybe we will build a temple or a church house. Maybe we'll buy another one that's already in existence or maybe we'll rent another place. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what the Lord is going to lead us to do. But I know this, God is leading us to build His kingdom. And He wants us to reach out to as many people as we possibly can. And ask them to come. Encourage them to be a part of our congregation, our church. And God will bless us as we seek to serve Him and as we allow Him to work in our lives. Now let's look now at verse 23. There had been little to rejoice about here in Judea and Jerusalem as the people would come back. They hadn't reached any real milestones yet. They haven't built the wall around the city, which is coming in the future. And they haven't built the temple back yet. They built the temple first. And that was what they should have done. But they don't have it completed that they might be able to celebrate that. That was coming in the future. But they hadn't seen any of these milestones reached. They hadn't seen anything really to really rejoice about. Yeah, they had been able to come back to the land and that was a matter of rejoicing and thankfulness to God. But let us notice what he says in verse 23. On that day, declares the Lord, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shilthiel, declares the Lord. In other words, that governor in Judea was going to be blessed of God. I talked about him last week and you remember I told you he was the grandson of the next to the last king in Judah before the captivity. So he's royal blood but he's not a king. He's been appointed by the Persians to be a governor, a ruler. And so God is telling him, I'm going to use you. You're going to be blessed. And the land is going to be blessed because of you. And so he was drawing them away from the things of the world and asking them to have their focus upon him and what he was going to do through them. This may be something very simple, but I think it gave great comfort to the people there to know that God was with their governor. God was blessing them through their leadership. 
And God wants to bless us through our leadership here today. Now notice the last part of that verse. He says, I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. What is a signet ring? you know what that is? It was a ring that had a symbol in it. And as an official document would be passed across the desk of the governor or king or whoever the ruling authority might be, he would put some... Uh, what? Wax. Wax. Wax on the paper. And then he would stick that ring in it. And that would mark it as being official from him. God says, Zerubbabel, you're my signet ring. I want you to be used by me to mark things for me. Do you see that? He had a very valuable service for God. God was going to use him. God was going to accomplish things through him. There's a prophecy here as well that can't be missed. The signet God spoke of actually really refers to Jesus Christ who is a descendant of those that lived in that day and time. And Jesus is the real signet ring. He is the one that is going to take care of things for all eternity. And He's making preparation right now in heaven for us. Did you know that? Jesus told His disciples, they, they didn't want Him to go away. They wanted Him to stay on the earth. They wanted Him to continue to teach them. They wanted Him to continue to be with them and to encourage them and to help them understand and so forth. And He told them, it's needful that I go away. But He said, if I go away, I will come again and take you unto Myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. You see that? He's preparing a place for me. For, that's just going to be mine. <laughs> Maybe mine and Wanda's, I don't know. But it's just going to be mine. He's preparing a place for you. That's just for you, George. It won't be for anybody else. It'll be just for you. Daniel, just for you. Rose, just for you. Bob, just for you. Frank, just for you. I can name names, couldn't I? All the way around the house, every one of us, we've got a place God is preparing for us. Aren't you happy about that? Isn't that something to rejoice about? See what He's saying to the Jews? I'm going to be all in all, for you. You can rejoice in that. They've got something to rejoice about because of what God is doing. 
Notice in verse 23 again, he says, My servant Zerubbabel, I have chosen. Did Zerubbabel come into his position on his own volition? On his own power? On his own ability? No. How did you come into the kingdom? Did you come into your kingdom uh, or the kingdom of God because of your merit? Because of your worthiness? Because you deserved it? No. We came because we repented of our sins like Nebuchadnezzar did and trusted in God. Trusted in what God provided. And we have a home in heaven today not on our own merit because we don't have any. But on the merits of Him who loved us and gave Himself for us. He fully purchased our redemption. Our debt was paid as He died on the cross. And He offers eternal life for everyone if they'll only turn from their sins and seek Him. In conclusion today, there's been an enlightening, a challenge to the people of Judea as they have received this message from this prophet of God. Haggai was able to give them things that would help them understand more about God and more about their place, their position, where they were right then. I hope we can see this for us today as well. You see, God has a place. God has a purpose for our existence in this world. And if we'll just follow Him, we can see great things done for Him. Now, they had a great task before them. Building a temple. They had the pattern from Solomon's temple. They weren't going to be able to have that great a temple right then. It was going to develop into that. And by the time Jesus came, that same temple had become what we find in that day and time when Jesus was on earth. And it was a magnificent building. It was called Herod's temple because he had had a part in continuing to develop that particular structure. They had a great task ahead of them. And we do as well. I'm not telling you today it's easy. I'm not telling you that it's something that's just going to fall into our hands. It's something that we have to be diligent about. It's something that we have to be working toward. Seeing God's will done in our lives. But He will do that as we allow Him to work in us and through us. I'm certain that we're going to see some difficult days ahead in the future. I wish I could tell you, oh, everything is going to be rosy for our world. But I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to get worse. I really do. And I think it's going to get so bad that we as His people are going to be crying out, Come back, Lord Jesus! 
Come back and get us out of this mess. You think some of the people in Ukraine might be crying out for that same thing right now? It may be. It's not easy over there. But our people over there are making the best of it and they're helping out other people. And maybe many of these people, through their witness, will be able to see their need of salvation and trust in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I can't tell you all about the end time because I don't know all about the end time. We have some revelation about it, especially in the book of Revelation. In the book of Daniel, in the book of Ezekiel, in Jeremiah and other places in the Scriptures that tell us about what God is going to do in the very end time. But we don't know all about it, do we? But we do know who's in charge. We do know who's in control. We can trust our leader because Jesus Christ is going to see us through it. And He's going to work in and through us that which is well-pleasing in His sight. Do all of you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Is there one here today that doesn't? If there is... I encourage you today, right now, to turn from your sins and allow Jesus to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. As we stand and we sing our closing hymn, All to Jesus I Surrender. Would you come and make a decision that you know God is laying on your heart that you need to make today? Maybe you're not working for Him as hard as you need to. And you need to come and ask the prayers of God's people that you might be more dedicated.
Amen. Rose, would you get the microphone and, and uh, bring it over to Dr. Fred? And I'm going to ask Dr. Fred if he would to lead us in our closing prayer, please. Thank you all for being here today. Encourage others to be a part of our service next week. Thank you, Lord, that we can have that opportunity to surrender all. Yes, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the prophecies that said that Jesus would come. And now we resurrect. Thank you, Lord, that you're coming back again. Help us, Lord, during these days to be what you want us to be in your place, surrendering all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless.